Fellow fighting fathers, do you want to become an even stronger warrior? There is something that you can tap into to make that a reality, and we are going to talk about how to do that. This is the Fathers Who Fight podcast. Hey, Lloyd, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Ralph? Doing great. Thank you for joining us once again. We are fathers banding together to strengthen one another in following Jesus Christ and resisting the enemy of our souls by living eternal warrior principles. And yeah, we're going to get a little bit more into being a warrior and and, uh, accessing something to help you become a stronger warrior. Just wanted to really quickly mention, we failed to mention last week, but um, Brighton is really busy with some school things right now, so he won't be with us again tonight, but hopefully um, he'll be able to take care of what he needs to. And um, So, it's me and Lloyd again. Yep. And Lloyd, uh, why don't you uh, remind us what our challenge was from this last week? Last week we talked about why we fight. And the challenge was was to write down on a 3 by 5 card or something that you could carry around with you your reasons for fighting. And to review those, well, I have my card right here. Show it to you. That's a and, lot written on that card there. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of reasons for fighting. That's but, awesome. um, yep, I did it. I have my card. I carry it with me. Um, I either keep it in my shirt pocket or in my lunchbox, one of the two, depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So it's right handy all the time. And as we mentioned last week, it's it's great tool to, if you're getting fiery darts thrown at you, pull that out and remember what matters most to you, why you fight. And so that was the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully... You got to do it, listeners. I got to do it. I what I ended up doing was putting a picture. Um, I have a I have an app on my phone. I, maybe I've said this before. I have an app on my phone that you can set to remind you at random times or specific times. And so I put a picture to come up with the reminder of me and my family outside of the temple. And so reminded me of a couple of things. Reminded me of you know, that I'm fighting for my family and also fighting to stay worthy to uh, attend the temple whenever that might be, because (laughs) (laughs) we uh, haven't been able to go this dang virus that's floating around somewhere. Uh, Actually, I did get get to go a couple weeks ago. We had um, one of my son's friends got sealed and we got invited to the ceiling. So that was pretty cool. Oh, awesome. That's great. First time in almost 10 months. Wow. Yeah. We've gone over to the parking lot a few times and walked around it and tried to get the feeling of just to be in a holy place, which is kind of what we wanted, part of what we want to talk about tonight. That is true. That is true. It's one of my favorite subjects to talk about, actually. And that topic is what we call in life changing services warrior chemistry. What is warrior chemistry, you ask? Well, we're going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, we, we talk a lot about fighting, fighting to protect the things that are most important to us. We talked about it last week too, how there's, there's kind of two sides to warrior chemistry, a connective side and a protective side. And depending on the situation, you need to be able to know how to access either or, or both depending. But uh, (laughs) tonight we're going to focus mostly on the protective side of warrior chemistry. And to do this, um, Maurice Harker, the founder of Life Changing Services, gives a great analogy of a of a team. Let's say a football team, and say you're on a football team, and you're on the field playing the game, and then all of a sudden, one or two of your teammates start to missing some tackles, or you know, not not being in the spot that they're supposed to be in. And they're kind of looking a little woozy, kind of looking a little out of it. And you're looking over and you're like, what the heck is going on? You know, why don't you, you know, pull your head out and uh, get (laughs) back in the game. And, you know, you keep going and then all of a sudden you start to feel it yourself. You notice that you're a little off. You're not playing your best and you know you're better than this. And so then you start thinking, well, what's wrong with me? And this goes on, you know, say till halftime. And then let's say about halftime, your, your water boy comes up and says, guys, you'll, you won't believe it. I just discovered that our Gatorade cooler has been spiked with some kind of chemical that's messing with you guys. And I figured out through some weird CSI way or whatever that (laughs) (laughs) it was the other team that did it. So once you find that out, you realize, oh my goodness, no wonder, no wonder we've been chemically altered. And so now we need to figure out how to get back to being our best selves. And so you need some kind of antidote to make that a reality so that you can then go take it to the other team because at that point you're upset with them for what they did. (laughs) (laughs) So that antidote is what we call warrior chemistry. Lloyd, what, what is it about that analogy that makes teaching warrior chemistry so effective? Well, there's a couple things. Um, first of all, another wo- one of the words that is helpful in describing warrior chemistry is a, a righteous anger. So, um, obviously, in the situation you described, you can imagine how, as one of the players, you would feel against the team. They're cheating. Mm-hmm. They're using chemicals to mess with us. Because they don't feel that they can take us out, you know, in fair ways. And so that's going to make you upset, you know. And that stir of emotions is part of warrior chemistry just in and of itself. Um, There's a couple other things going on there that tie in with um, real warrior chemistry, too. Is because, like at first, you were talking about how looking at the other your other teammates is like, "What's your problem? Get your act together," you know. 
And then you realize, oh, it's not my teammates. That's the enemy here. It's the guy who spiked our Gatorade. That's the real enemy. And so that's an important part of warrior chemistry, too, is recognizing who is the real enemy. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not whatever. It's usually... It's not even yourself. It's not yourself. Usually it's Satan that's messing with you. And that's why you need warrior chemistry. <clears throat> Those are a couple of things that jump out to me. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are those are big ones. A, a key thing that you mentioned is that it's righteous anger, and it needs to be directed in in the right place. Yep. If we take that analogy now to thinking about protecting your family, you need to direct any feelings of righteous anger to you know the the proper enemy mm-hmm. and. The reason that you protect your family is because you love them. Yep. And really that feeling of love is at the heart of warrior chemistry. You know, if you were if you were in battle, if you were in an actual war, you know, you're you're gonna do everything you can to protect the people around you because you love them and care about them and you don't want them to die. Exactly. When we talk about warrior chemistry, you know, of course, we're talking mostly spiritually speaking, because, you know, the chances are, I think, highly unlikely that you'll have to physically protect your family from, you know, some kind of intruder or something. However, being able to do that, if necessary, um, you, you have to be able to be familiar with that feeling of what it takes to to fight a, an actual physical enemy does that make sense yeah it reminds me of a story i've heard of um if you're sitting on your front porch and your little 18 month old toddler's just learning how to walk is he's you know doing that funny little shuffle that they do out on the sidewalk you know and you're just enjoying the sunshine and watching him and one of the high school kids from up the street comes down and pushes him down, kicks him while he's down. How are you going to feel? You're going to be pretty upset, you know. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, that's the righteous thing we're, we're talking about. And that's, you know, you don't say to your kid, come on, you can stand up and walk. You, you, you know, No, you're going to be mad at the kid who pushed him down. And, and so that's kind of a, um, what we're talking about. But the reason you want to take out the other guy is not because he's a jerk, which is true. <laughs> he, he did something really raun- raunchy. But because you love your son. Because mm-hmm. you love that kid and you want to protect him. And, and you want to keep that event from happening again. You want to stop the pain yeah. that your child is experiencing. So how do you stop them from stop that pain? By taking out the bad guy. And so that's the tie, that, you, as I see it, between love and empathy and warrior chemistry is it's not about i got to be the tough guy and pound on this guy (laughs) it's about 
I have to stop my loved one from experiencing pain. And I've got to take out the bad guy to do it. Right. And so, you know, both of us, we kind of feel like we're kind of mild-mannered guys. And (laughs) the thought of, you know, physical violence, uh, you know, harming somebody, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't excite us really. No. So, so people like us, especially Lloyd, but really anybody, how, what, what do you suggest as a way to be able to, to tap into warrior chemistry and, and kind of get used to that feeling so that when you actually need to use it, you are ready to. Well, it's a proven fact that um, visualizing in our mind, well, well, let me give you an example. You can wake up from a dream at night and it's like it really happened. Your your emotions, your body chemistry, you know, whether you're in a cold sweat or whatever, depending on what the dream was, it's real it feels like reality, but it's not. Right. You can experience the same thing by going to a movie. Um, but you can also experience the same thing by imagining it in your mind. Um, one of the tools that is in the Like Dragons Did They Fight book is to come up with a scenario in your mind that whether it, someone you love is getting hurt, and whether it's your wife or your daughter or uh, your mom, um, you know, for young younger guys, that that's the one, you know, can you imagine somebody picking on your mom and you have to to stop the pain, you have to do something violent. Um, imagining that in your mind, having a scenario that's prepared, that's been rehearsed, that, you know, in times of temptation, when that garbage pops up on your screen, when you weren't doing anything wrong, that you can say, I got to fight. Mm. I need this energy. I got to fight. I, and you can draw on it. Um, so, yeah, rehearsing something in your mind where you can feel that. You feel it in your chest. You feel the adrenaline start to pump. Um, creating a scenario and reviewing it in your mind. I, I appreciate your bringing that up. The brain has very powerful mirror neurons to help us. Yeah, to have that feeling. Uh, you mentioned dreams. I, I remember a dream I had a couple months ago where I was watching my son play a baseball game and uh, some some guy came out onto the field with a baseball bat and he was about to start beating on my son. And I was not going to have any of it. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I started to get onto, onto the field to protect my son and the dream didn't get too far before it woke me up uh-huh. and I could not get back to sleep because I was ready to, <laughs> to hurt somebody because <laughs> he was hurt my son. And so, yeah, it's a very, very powerful tool. Well, let me ask you, Rob. I mean, in that situation, when you're feeling like that, are you going to do something inappropriate? Is 
does Satan have any chance of pulling any of his schemes on you when you're feeling like that? <laughs> that is a really great point. And no, yeah, the answer is no, because you are focused on protecting. And, you know, you brought up, again, the the uh, example of, you know, computer screen. You know, I, ho- hopefully what we've been talking about so far has been making sense as far as um, times you might need to to use warrior chemistry. We're, we're really talking about protecting our family from influence, the, the influence of Satan. Exactly. And, and yeah. And so like when something comes up on your computer screen or on your TV, you know, I mean, man, for example, um, a lot of these st- streaming services that, that come out with these new shows, so many of them um, are, TVMA, you know, they're, they're really not appropriate, but they're so easy to access because, you know, so many people have smart TVs and, and, uh, anyway, so when that stuff comes on the TV or on the computer screen, are you going to feel that protective energy, that protective warrior chemistry to try and keep that evil influence out of your home? That's what we're really going for. Because that's, you know, we're, again, chances of somebody breaking into our home, very, very low, I think, generally speaking. But uh, chances of uh, Satan creeping into uh, our electronics, um, 100%. Very high. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's thoughts and stuff, too. Inappropriate thoughts or, you know, one that... uh, He gets, throws at me all the time is being irritated whether, you know, sometimes it's a co-worker, sometimes it's one of my kids, you know, whatever, you know, and I can recognize it, you know, a classic that Maurice talks about is, you know, if your wife asks you to take the garbage out and you just feel, ah, don't talk to me, then, <laughs> you know, you know, you're not in a good place, you know. And, what? <laughs> you know, and and I find myself, you know, you know, when my kids will say something, I'm like, ah! uh, you know, and it's like Satan. I recognize you. Get out of here! I'm not going to take your garbage. You know, I I see you messing with me, and you know, so yeah, wherever it comes from, if it's on a screen, if it's in a thought, if it's another person, uh, yeah, whatever somebody cut you off in traffic you know anything that Satan loves to capitalize on emotions little things that irritate or upset or whatever he likes to make things seem a lot worse than they are and and jump on it and that's when we have to say no I need to protect my family I'm not gonna let Satan with his baseball bat get my kid through me <laughs> you know I'm gonna kick him out of here yeah he's got to go through me first <laughs> yeah, just just like that dream you were talking about and you know visualize that no Satan you're not getting my son I'm right. gonna pummel you yeah yep I I briefly mentioned this back when you and I were interviewed by KSL um, you know we're talking about some some skills for, for, you know, being a better father. Um, I had mentioned uh, a tournament that my son and I played in and won, but I didn't get to tell the whole backstory of that. 
we, my youngest son and I, he's 15 and, and most of last year we were partners. We play a lot of uh, round net or spike ball as a lot of people know it. And so we play in tournaments and we were really, we, we'd play in the interme- intermediate division and all year our goal was to, to win or at least to get, you know, top three in, in one of the tournaments so that we could move up to the next division. And, you know, we could have moved up just without that, but we felt like, you know, we've kind of got to earn it. And so we uh, started the season and, and, uh, you know, we got ninth in the first tournament and, and then, you know, we we got close a couple of times. I mean, we got, we got fourth, we got fifth, we got six, you know, it was, uh, but, but we felt like we were better than that. And it was frustrating continuing to, to not make it to, to one of those top spots. And there was one tournament and it was in our, in our hometown and, you know, we were kind of excited. We were like, okay, it's our hometown tournament. Let's do it. You know, uh-huh. it was, it was another son's birthday. So we're like, let's win it for him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, we didn't play up to our potential and, and, uh, didn't do well. And then we, we were in the consolation bracket and, and I just, my heart just was not in it. And, and so it didn't, didn't even really play very well in the consolation bracket and after that i reflected and i'm like you know my son deserves better than that you know even though even though there's no chance for us to you know make one of the top spots i still should have fought harder Uh and because i i'm familiar with warrior chemistry and have practiced knowing the feeling my i was determined that the next tournament that i was going to put everything out on the line Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if we didn't make the top, I was, I was going to be able to hold my head high saying I, you know, fought my very hardest. And so every single play I was focused. Um, it was, I was determined um, and we played really well and, you know, we were, yeah, anyway, I won't go too far into a hiccup we almost had, but, um, <laughs> but we made it to the finals and we actually won. Awesome. And, and I really do attribute that to my feelings, you know, of, of wanting to be there for my son and give him my best. And, you know, obviously we weren't fighting for anything eternally important, but you know, I was, I was fighting for him and I wanted to, to give him my best and make sure that, you know, I could do my very best for him. And that's how it works. That that's exactly what it's all about. Is um, it's I don't know. It's something funny about us as humans. It's not motivating enough for us to need to do it for ourselves. But when we do it for somebody else, especially when there's love involved, it, it makes all the difference in the world. It gives us. You know, we read in the Book of Mormon so many times that the the Lamanites outnumbered the Nephites even two to one or more. And yet because the Nephites were fighting for their wives, for their children, for their God, for their country, to be able to worship according to the dictates of their own conscience, they had the strength and the energy to win. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being that we're fighting a spiritual war, trying to protect our families from from Satan, the the real enemy, one of the things that we can do to tap into warrior chemistry is to find some scriptures 
that really build up that feeling. So I had I have a few here that I wanted to share, and uh, you you tell me if uh, you know what they do for you. Okay, uh, again, really really focus on on the feelings you get as you hear these words. Okay, so here's one from Doctrine and Covenants section one hundred five, verses fourteen and sixteen. For behold, I do not require at their hands to fight the battles of Zion, for as I said in a former commandment, even so will I fulfill. I will fight your battles. Behold, I have commanded my servant Joseph Smith Jr. to say unto the strength of my house, even my warriors, my young men and middle-aged, to gather together for the redemption of my people and throw down the towers of mine enemies and scatter their watchmen. What do you think? I like it. (laughs) I like that one too. That's really good. Here's another one talking about protecting our children. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 25. But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered, for I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. Awesome. This one, uh, President Nelson alluded to in his talk, Let God Prevail, in, in the October General Conference. Uh-huh. This is Doctrine and Covenants 9837. And I, the Lord, will, f- uh, sorry, and I, the Lord, would fight their battles and their children's battles and their children's children's until they had avenged themselves on all their enemies to the third and fourth generation. So, there's a lot of good ones. Well, let me read one more. Is that okay? Yep. I love this one because this one, uh, <laughs> it really, um, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit because um, it it's kind of talking about Satan and and you know when we when we really get to know who he is, we're we're kind of gonna mock him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So this this is uh this is in Isaiah chapter 14 and it starts in verse 12 there's like seven verses I won't read all of them but I'll read the the most uh pertinent ones. So it, it talks about how, you know, how he was um what he did in heaven, you know, it says mm-hmm. how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? Um, and it talks about how he said that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be like the most high, but then it says what's really going to happen to him at the end. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth tremble that did shake kingdoms? And so I just, I just imagine that, you know, like, we'll look at him and he'll be like a fly on our shoulder and be like, get on, you know, yeah, <laughs> what a, what a wimp, you know, yep. why, why were we so afraid of this guy? <laughs> exactly. So that's, I, I think that's one thing to, to really help to tap into warrior chemistry is to have some of those scriptures or favorite quotes accessible and, you know, to, to pull up, you know, whether you memorize it or, you know, write it on a card or whatever, um, you know, if you, if you need to really get that feeling of, you know, I'm gonna, I'm ready to fight the enemy. I think, so, you know, those scriptures and others like it are, are really, really good for that. Yeah. Well, and like we talked last week, I like those scriptures that, um, talk about praising God, you know, which mm-hmm. is the other type of warrior chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I love second Nephi chapter four. And just when he steps through and talks about, I will rejoice in my God forever, uh, that brings chemistry to me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's so it's kind of individual. Sure. You know, and there's different scriptures work different ways, but yeah, find what works for you and yeah, keep that handy. Memorize it, stick it on a card, whatever it takes to have it accessible when you need it. Yeah. So, like we said, it's it's important to be able to practice it. And so, Lloyd, I'm going to let you share our challenge for the week as far as uh, what our listeners can do to become familiar with the sensations of warrior chemistry and, and how to be able to, to access it and tap into it. There's a song um, recorded by Kenny Rogers. It's called Coward of the County. Yeah. And... Um, I really like it, but um, one time I was fighting a difficult battle, and this song came to mind. And so the challenge is is to listen to it and to pay attention to how you feel, especially what your chest feels like, um, what your emotions are, what you, you know, how energized you feel. So Kenny Rogers, Coward of the County, listen to it and pay attention to how it makes you feel. You know, and that's for beginners. If you've never felt chem or chemistry before and don't know anything about it, that is a great way to experience it and to recognize it. If you are more experienced with it, then, yeah, we challenge you to come up with your um, scenario, your thing to remember, uh, a thing to visualize in times of crisis that give you that chemistry that help you feel those feelings. Where you feel like Rob talked about um, after his dream, nobody's going to touch my son. I am not going to let them through me, not on my watch. Yeah. Yeah, it really is powerful. It really works. And yeah, it, it again, takes practice, but the more you do it, the, the more capable you will be to be the father who fights for your family and for what's most important. So we look forward to hearing how that went for you. Um, our email is fathers who fight at lifechangingservices.org. You can let us know how that's going or how any of the other challenges have gone for you as you've, you know, if you've caught up on past episodes. And if you're listening on Anchor, you can also leave a voicemail message. We can uh, hear you that way. And next week, we have uh, our second guest ever. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we get to hear from another father who has uh, put some of these eternal warrior principles into practice and, and how it's working for him and uh, how they've benefited him and his family and others. Yep. So you can look forward to that. Have a great week. And we look forward to you joining us for the next episode of the Fathers Who Fight podcast.